Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible, to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. The Proverbs, Proverbs chapter four today. And so maybe this is your first time or maybe your first time in a long time. You're not kind of caught up. But the good news is we're learning about wisdom. We're learning a lot about gaining wisdom and truth from God's word. And this section of Proverbs chapter four, which we're going to begin in verses 19 and so on of Proverbs chapter 4, we're going to learn this truth, and that is spiritually guarding your heart. Spiritually guarding your heart. You know, as far as spiritually guarding your heart, the heart is an important subject in the Bible. I think all of us know this physically speaking. We need a good heart. We need our heart to be working and operating at its best to supply what our physical bodies are needing, like um, blood and supplying nutrients and this flowing through our arteries and veins. Without it, we cannot sustain life. And spiritually speaking, there are some things that we need to do to guard ourselves spiritually, spiritually guarding our heart. And so if you've just joined us on this, this is going to be part one here in Proverbs chapter four and episode one on the subject of spiritually guarding your heart. Now, when we talk about the heart, what's interesting is, um, and just so you know, as far as the post, uh, this is Thursday, August 24th. So Thursday, August 24th, I usually always say that up front so it's easy to find which study you're on. The heart in the Word of God is referred at least 830 times in the Bible. I would say that's pretty significant. 830 times, there's probably a reason for that because we need to give attention to our heart. And we learn that the heart is important as it pertains to the issues of life. And the Bible says that we're to keep our hearts with all diligence. That means we're to protect it. We're to watch after it with all diligence, with all energy and effort, and we need to keep a constant eye on it. And as diligently as a person would guard or keep an important treasure in their life, like an heirloom that someone passed down, piece of jewelry, or maybe it's something of great monetary value. Maybe it, it is a picture that maybe someone in your family uh, painted for you, and yet there's maybe not even a monetary value to it, but it's valuable to you. Just as we would want to protect that or fulfill an important task, the Bible says that we're to watch over our hearts. Now, if you'll join me quickly in Proverbs chapter 4, 
I want to begin in verse 19 with you. Solomon, again, is writing to his son. He says, the way of the wicked is darkness. They do not know at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21 of Proverbs 4. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And then verse 22, he says, for they are life to those who find them. The words of truth, the words of God, this wisdom are life to those who find him and health to all their body. Did you notice that? That's an incredible scripture here because we know that the heart is key to a healthy life, right? We understand that if the heart is healthy in an individual physically, you are too. People monitor their blood pressure and there's a good reason for that. They they monitor their blood pressure because it is an indication of how things are working, how good the pressure is in your body. If it's high, that's not good. If it's too low, well, that's not good either. And there is a spot where it should be. There is a number where it should be, obviously, according to your age. And the doctor is most definitely best to give advice on this. But if the heart physically is not healthy, then you are not healthy. But also the heart is the key to a holy life. So he says in verse 22 that it's health to the body, but look at verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So from the abundance of the heart, the Bible says our mouth speaks. You truly know what a person is made of by what comes out of them. And say, well, all they didn't mean it, or whoops, you know, we kind of excuse some things when we speak out of tune or out of turn, but it was in there. And so we have to guard our heart. We have to be willing to change our heart if it's not in line with scripture. The Bible says in Psalm 24, 3, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. He who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. So what is the key to living a healthy life? Well, having a good heart, but a holy life, you need a pure heart there too. James 4, 8 says, draw nigh to God and he will dry, draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, his sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. There's something about our heart, the way we think, the way we live, right? It's important for us to keep a clean heart. Deuteronomy 4 verse 9 says, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which your eyes have seen, unless you depart from your heart all the days of your life. But teach them, my sons, and your sons 
sons. You know, if we're going to enjoy, obviously, a healthy life and a holy life, we need to be able to and wanting to spiritually guard our heart. So this is the challenge here now in Proverbs chapter 4, is to guard our hearts and keep our hearts. But why? Well, first of all, I think it's pretty simple because there are some dangers in the heart. Verse 33 or 23 of Proverbs 4 said, Keep your hearts with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The warning here is to keep diligent, right? To keep your heart with all diligence. It's a warning that there is a real and present danger. I'm thankful for the warning. I like the warning because it's better than coming after the fact, right? I knew that was going to happen. Or I could have told you that was going to happen. Well, why didn't you? Well, God is. He's telling us. He's warning us. The danger that we face as Christians is not from without. And I know there's a lot of pressure, and I know there's a lot of circumstances around us. But the truth is, we control, we make decisions, we choose how we respond, we choose how we live. Ultimately, it is our choice. We determine our behavior. We determine the outcome, ultimately, don't we? See, it's in the heart that... Our greatest danger of falling into an unhealthy and holy life resides. And so when I speak of the dangers in the heart, I want us to focus on the fact in verse 23, and as we go through the text, is there's a danger when we speak of that, of an evil heart. So let's talk about the dangers. What dangers? Well, one of an evil heart, because he says, for out of it, are the issues of life. Mark 7.21 says, For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornicators, murderers. What is he saying? You and I have never, no one has ever done anything that they did not think about first. So we made a decision. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And this is why Solomon here in Proverbs chapter 4 is teaching us through God's word to spiritually guard it. Why? Because evil things can come from you and I. Yes, even Christians can do the most carnal absurd, sinful things. We're very capable of it. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 11 says, Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. That means not... Sometimes people get away with sin, or at least it seems. Justice isn't always given out immediately. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them that do evil. Why did so-and-so hurt so-and-so? Why did they kill so-and-so? Because in their heart was evil. 
That's why. You know, I don't know why so-and-so spoke that way or talked that way or acted that way. Yeah, well, the Bible says, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of what? Our heart. That's why we should keep our heart with all diligence. Because the danger is you and I can do evil things. See, Maxie Dunham said this, we must be careful what we bury in our heart. To bury something does not mean it's dead. It simply means we have buried something alive that will devour and destroy us from within. And I think this is true when it comes to our heart. Sometimes we stuff things down and we put things in there that are not healthy. We allow our minds to be captivated by maybe past hurts and past great disappointments. Instead of allowing God to help us have pure thoughts and help us to forgive and help us to be renewed from the inside out. So there is a danger of an evil heart, but there's also a danger of excess in the heart. See, because the Bible says for out of it, in verse 23, are the issues of life. That's pretty, that's pretty complex because it, it says for out of, the, of it is the issues of life. A heart that is full of excess is a heart that's seeking to be filled with the way of the world. So what am I looking for? What am I seeking after? What are you seeking after the heart that is full of the world actually leaves no room for God. Matthew 23, 25 says, and Jesus is speaking to religious people. And he says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup. And of the platter. So on the outside, things look good. But within, they are full of extortion and excess. I think it's really important that the outside, yes, matches the inside and vice versa. It's not as important as what the outside looks like. And sometimes the facade right? We build. is not true. And, or we paint a better picture than what really exists. And God is saying through his word that what matters is what's from within. Luke 6, 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the mouth, or heart, the mouth speaks. I think if you and I were to ask Scott Solomon here, who's writing Proverbs 4, at the end of, a lot, out of his life, I think if we were to ask him, or at the end of his life, really, I think he would have told us some great words and that one mistake, one failure that Solomon 
made in his life was to fill his heart with the things of the world. I think if we were to ask him about, hey, Solomon, what what was one thing that you regret? What is one thing that you wish you could go back and undo? And I think we've all thought that in our own life. Is that he sought after things that only left to emptiness. Because Solomon sought treasure, pleasure, possessions, position, power. And he discovered that his heart can be so full, yet not satisfied. And I think this is true. Are we satisfied with the things of God? Or are are we always searching and looking for supplements, other things the world supplies to make us happy? And those do not fill us. And so there is, of course, the danger of evil in our heart, but also the excess. But I think there's also the danger of an empty heart. Again, verse 23, keep, protect, guard your heart with all diligence, with all energy and effort and might and power. For out of it are the issues of life. This is how important your heart is. And no, we're not speaking of the physical pumping valves that you have in your chest at the moment. We're talking about the seat of your emotions, your soul, your spirit, where where the decision-making and processing of you exist. The Bible says in Hebrews 3, 12, take heed, take warning, brothers and sisters, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. You mean, Pastor Larry, I can be saved and not live for God? Yeah, you know we've already experienced that. You mean I can be saved and do sinful things? Yes. You mean I can be saved and have evil thoughts? Yes. So what is the remedy? Guard our heart. This was the warning of the Hebrew writer, but then Peter said in 2 Peter 2.14, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart that have exercised with coveted practices, cursed children's. What is he saying? This all began in our heart. How did I get from living pure and having uh, living spiritually and and being so in love with God and in tune with the things of God to now finding myself to be in a repentive state? And making things right with God and with others, it started in your heart. It started because you chased after things that were not feeling you spiritually. And they only left your heart empty. A.W. Tozer said this, The widest things in the universe is not space. It is the potential capacity of the human heart. Being made in the image of God, 
it is capable of almost unlimited extension in all directions. And one of the world's greatest tragedies is that we allow our hearts to shrink until there is no room for them besides ourselves. This is really interesting, isn't it? That at times our heart, yes, can be so big and so wonderful and can feel some of the greatest things, yet we can start being so selfish and so self-consumed that our heart shrinks to where it's only about us, what we want, and we don't even have any room anymore for the things of God and what he desires. So here Solomon warns his son. He is warning us and writing such truth to keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Those are the dangers of the heart. But there are some things that we need to also consider when it comes to spiritually guarding our heart, and that is the disciplines of the heart. Just for the moment, would you look at verses 24, 25, and 26? He says, put away. Here's a discipline. Here's something we need to put in practice. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse perverted, corrupt lips far from you. Let your eyes look right on or on right things and let your eyelids look straight before you. You know, our eye gate and our mouth, there are some disciplines that we need to put in practice, Solomon says, to help us spiritually guard our heart. So we watch what we say. We're careful at what we look at and what we gaze upon and what we focus on. And then verse 26, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. So he talks about our mouth, our eyes, and our feet. And when the heart is guarded, it manifests a discipline or a temperance. So one of the spiritual fruits of Galatians is temperance. What does that mean? Self-control. So one of the things about a Christian living with self-control is that we want to make the areas in our life right with the Lord. So we want to make our hands clean, right? What we touch, where we go with our feet, okay? Where we live, how we conduct ourselves, what we focus on, and then what our conversation is about. And I think this is very important. And as we look at the disciplines of the heart, we're going to focus on these issues that I think if we're honest and transparent, we've all struggled with at times. But the good news is there's help and there's hope. There's hope from God's word. And so the worst thing that we could do is to hear it, but not heed, heed it. 
to hear it and then not obey it. And that is why God gives the warning and gives the instruction to avoid the dangers, to avoid the distractions, to avoid the downfalls of our Christian spiritual life so that we can live holy, so that we can live pure, and that we can live clean and live in a way that's pleasing and honoring to the Lord. So I hope that this lesson today, this portion of Proverbs chapter 4, will help you understand that we all need to spiritually guard our heart. And these instructions are so helpful to make us succeed and live in a way that is honoring and glorifying our Heavenly Father. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for being patient in the delay of this uh, podcast as well as online Bible study. I can't wait for you to join me next time as we continue our study through the book of Proverbs. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and invite someone to join you next time or join us together, right? If you do not have a spiritual home, a church that you regularly attend, I want to invite you to be a part of our services here, our weekend celebration services here at Freedom at 1030, either in person. And if there's not a physical reason that you can't be here, you ought to show up. If there's not a reason related to your job, you ought to be here in person. Nothing replaces in-person worship together. I'm telling you, it just doesn't correlate through the screens, through the cameras, as well as it does in person. But if those are not an option for you, I'm thankful that you can join and be a part of our church family online, which also is at 1030. So until then, God bless. Take care. You are loved and you are prayed for. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today for podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to podcast with Pastor Larry.